Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I am Tammy Sue and I hope that you have felt someone praying for you this week. I truly have been. I have asked God to prepare the heart of the listeners for what he has given me to say. And so um, saying that, I am glad that you have taken the time to join us today. You know, one of the biggest obstacles in my life is the fear of failing. So when God asked me to step out in faith and to open up and share with the whole world, that's a scary and overwhelming thought. But then when God instructed me to just reach the one, the one that he has prepared to listen this week. So I'm reaching out to the one. I believe that you are the one. I believe that you are the one that God has brought here this week so we can talk. So I want you to understand that it does not matter to me how many listeners listen, as long as the one that God has prepared to listen is here is all that matters to me. Do you realize that God knows you? Honestly, think about that. Our God knows you. He knows exactly where you are right now. He knows if you're riding in the car, if you're listening before you go to bed, or if you are getting ready to start a Bible study. God knows. God knows exactly where you're at. He also knows if you're scared. He also knows if you're hurting or if you are just crying. God wants nothing more than to give you the wisdom and strength that you need to make it through whatever part you're at in life, whatever point you're there whatever painful time you're going through. You know, I do believe that this week's lesson is a timing lesson. I received wonderful messages and emails. Um, They made me really humbled me to know that there are people out there that are truly um, shattered and scattered from last week's lesson. And um, a lot of the questions that were came in were about being hurt and they need help to heal. And as I was praying this week, you know, I believe that there are different, different levels of hurt. There are different depths. And I got thinking, you know, God, this is so true. I have been through a lot of different kinds of, of hurts. And, um, there are a lot of different people in different areas that are suffering in different ways. So I believe that a broken heart is real. And if we allow it, it can consume us. It can take over our lives or at least what's left of it. So whether you're listening because you're hurting or you need help to heal, I pray that God will meet you exactly where you're at right now. When I think about hurt, I think about there's a time back in my teenage years that um, my first heartbreak, you know, even though at the time my heart was hurting, looking back at that experience, I'm going to just kind of sum it up to being like a cat scratch (laughs) in my life. You know, have you ever been scratched Um, And sometimes not even by accident. We have little kittens right now. And, um, you know, when they, when you hold them, sometimes they scratch you 
And um, so when I was thinking about as devastated as I was when I was a teenager, when um, I broke this guy's heart and I just hurt from hurting him, I look back now, I'm thinking, wow, to me, and now I'm 48, so we're talking 30 years ago, wow, to me, that was kind of like a catch scratch event in my life. You know, the pain left, it healed up in a couple days, it did, it, the pain left as soon as I changed environments. Like for me at that time, I was getting ready to start Bible college. And so I was moving states away. It was my first time moving out of my house with my parents. So at that time, my mom kind of cleaned that little cat scratch pain with a little bit of extra love and reassurance that she promised me that everything was going to be okay. So as she promised me everything was going to be okay, the cat scratch kind of went away, you know? I thought about it once in a while. I, as the healing process happened, you know, I look back and, um, but there was no scar from that. There was nothing. I couldn't even tell you where that scratch happened at. So honestly, that pain at that time in my life, even though I thought it was great, was really not that deep of a pain. So then I, I, I was moving on in my head and thinking, you know, I haven't seen that guy in a long, long time. I don't even know when the last time I, I saw him was, but I'm sure he's somewhere living his life and I'm sure he's happy. And, um, he probably doesn't even remember my name. So that pain and that went away quickly. So let's compare that pain to something that we can heal from pretty quickly. And then let's talk about the pains, the hurts that cause scars. You know, we, I'm sure most of us have a scar or two from some kind of childhood injury or, or even uh, an injury that's happened in an accident or an incident. These are pains that have left something behind that we're going to remember. We may or may not have responded correctly to that, that scar, that pain that caused that scar. You know, I have a little scar on my knuckle on my left pointer finger. And even though that scar has faded, there is still proof that something happened to me physically and required a healing process. You know, in that in that particular case, I was what eight. I was in. It was a summer. I was home from college, and um, I was a nanny for the summer with these group of children, and we were making crafts. And I was cutting a pipe a pipe cleaner, and when I went to cut the pipe cleaner, I snipped the tip of my knuckle. And as funny as that sounds now, that was painful. And it required like a stitch or two, I think two stitches. Um, And, you know, I had to watch it. I had to um, make sure it stayed dry for a few days. And, um, but then in a couple weeks, the stitches came out. And 
you know, I had to keep a Band-Aid on it for a little while. But in a few days, a few days later, after those stitches came out, I got engaged and there was a ring on my ring finger, a couple fingers down. And guess what? It distracted me from the pain of the knuckle, the pain that was caused by that, those stitches, that scar. But I still have the scar. I still have that memory. I still have that feeling. And to this time in my life, I can remember what I was wearing the day that I cut that finger. So that was a deeper cut and required a little bit more care than that cat scratch pain I was talking about earlier. But it healed. I healed. Yeah, I had a little scar, but I healed. I can use my finger. I I don't have any problems with my knuckle. And I healed. I hope you're following along with me because I really am going somewhere with all this. When... We have pain and hurts that cause a great deal of pain. You know, that pain that we know will never be the same from. The pain that is going to take us a little bit more time to heal from. At first, healing seemed impossible. We didn't know where we were going to go, and honestly... We had no, we thought the world stopped because we were hurting. You know, that can be something as drastic as a a loss of a child or a death of a loved one, a betrayal of a spouse, you know, um, a divorce, an addiction. So many things um, can cause those kind of pains. You know, I was heard from a listener this week and that she was molested as a child and never told anybody. And she carried around that pain for 48 years. It's a long time to keep a secret. That's a long time to not heal from something. And she was sharing with me that Um, she thought she was healing until the the person who hurt her was dying and God really, really, really dealt with her about forgiving him. You know, the Bible does tell us in lots and lots of ways, lots of times, um, the power of forgiving It's not only to help others, it's to help us heal. And a lot of times these deep, deep hurts are, they result in something so much more than a Band-Aid. A lot of times we don't even put stitches on them. We try to put a Band-Aid on a, a wound that needs a stitch. My husband did this this week. So like Sunday night, he was Saturday or Sunday night. He was changing blades on his friend's lawnmower. His friend just had surgery. And so he was helping him out and changing blades on his lawnmower. And so my husband comes to the front door and pops his head in and says, I need you. 
and I'm talking, it was 10 o'clock at night. And, um, I'm like, what? And he goes, I need some gall pads and some rags. And I'm like, huh? And I knew that he hurt himself. So I, you know, grabbed what we needed to clean it up and his wound obviously needed stitches. I mean, it was gashed open, probably two, two and a half inches and probably five or six inches would have closed it up nicely. Oh, but not my, not my hard headed, wonderful, loving Marine of a husband. No, 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 no. We're going to stop this blood from spewing out with just a bandaid and, um, an ace bandage. Well, he is mending without stitches, but he has to clean that thing every day. And every time I look at it, I tell him, you should have had stitches. You should have, you needed stitches. And here he is cleaning that wound, praying that an infection doesn't set in and, um, taking care of it. And we're what, five days later, but I will guarantee you, he's going to have a nasty looking scar. And I'm telling you that story because, you know, that's what we do. We take our hearts whenever they get hurt and we put band-aids on them and think they're gone away. We think that they don't need any more care or maybe a little bit of, of peroxide on it will, will take that infection away. But we really don't seek out the healing process correctly. Just like my husband did not seek out medical attention because he wasn't going to spend time in the ER for this because he's too tough for that. You know, anyway, I'm just saying that there is a process we have to go through and even our hurts, our hearts, when they are hurting, there is a process that we have to go through. And I'm telling you this because I had to go through that process. I have had to go through it several times. Um, and if we don't go through the process, we are not going to heal. So we have been hurt. We need help to get to that healing. I just want to stop for a second and read something that the Bible clearly tells us that there is a time for everything. In Ecclesiastics chapter 3 verses 1 through 8 a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck what was planted a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, 
a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. You see, there is a time to go through. There is a process. You know, I don't want you to think that you have to ignore where you are right now. It is okay to hurt. It is okay to mourn. It is okay to grieve. It is okay to cry. What is not okay is to stay where you're at. It is not okay to hold on to things that are hurting you. It is not okay to allow that hurt to turn into bitterness or even hate. So many times we ask God to help us. We expect him to just take it away, to heal us. We expect to that deep wound to just be healed without going through the healing process. And as for me, I could sit here and tell you story after story after story of when I was hurt and I allowed that hurt to turn into offense and then that offense turned into bitterness and then just it just uh, snowballed into other things. I became offended very easily. And I tell you one thing, I, you can ask anyone who truly knows me, I was an expert on pushing people out of my life, especially if you hurt my family. Trust me, I could tell you a million words with my facial expressions and not say a word out of my mouth. Looking back, I, I was probably not supposed to react that way. More than likely, I should have not handled it like that. But that's the way that I knew. That's the way I knew how to respond to people who hurt me. I watched many of my family members growing up respond that way. But it did not hit me that I was responding that way until just recently. I didn't throw bricks at people. I didn't. I didn't confront them. And I did not... Um, I didn't confront them. I did not even um, ex- ex- want to explain myself or want to defend myself or nothing. I simply would take that brick that you, that offense, that hurt that you did. And I was making a beautiful wall around my heart. I knew how to build a wall and never, ever, ever took a, a class in, I don't even know what they call a brick person who lays bricks. But what I'm saying is I, I didn't know how to do that. But I can tell you one thing, you were never going to hurt me again. I was never going to let you that close. And quarantine, I'm telling you, changed my life. God really started removing those bricks one by one. And it was a painful experience for me. But every brick that was removed, I had to do my part in fixing my healing. You know, first I had to have the faith to remove those bricks. So I began to, I made the list of people, experiences, things that hurt me. And I began to pray over them daily. And I asked God to forgive me, to help me forgive the people. The deeper the hurt, the harder it was to pray. And and I'm saying that like, if you really, really hurt me and I had very little to say about you, I probably just washed you completely off. Um, and I did not realize that 
you know, I wonder if those people even know that they hurt me. I wonder if those people even know that they offended me. So I knew that I could not simply ask God to help me forgive if I didn't take a step back and ask God to show me my heart and show me the, why I reacted like that. So some people I sent a simple message, like a simple text message to. Some people I messaged through Facebook and basically said, I forgive you. Some I wrote letters and journals and notepads and cards. And I remember when I came to this one person and um, this lady was someone who just really disturbed me. Anytime I was around her, it was like I saw a completely different person than everybody else saw. And despite of how I felt toward her, or I just kept my distance from her. And that's when I kind of said, here, God, I'm asking you to help me forgive them. I need to go back, especially with this particular woman. And I had to break it down to God. I really did. I was like, God, this is why I don't trust her. God, this is why I she hurt me. And like, I was almost, def- I was like coming to God. And like, I was, I had the right to be mad at her. And um, blah, 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 blah. And as I began to talk to God like that, I realized that, you know what? I had to have God fix my heart. You know, like, I really don't know if I was judging or discerning because there is a real fine line. You know, the Bible tells us that we should not judge people, but the Bible also tells us that we will know them by their fruits. So there's a fine line of being judgmental and be and discerning. So I just started praying that other people's eyes would be open and that they would see what I saw. And I started asking God to really help my heart. Like, God, why is my heart still feel this way toward her? Why? 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 You know... Like I said before, I don't even know if she knew she hurt me or knew that she offended me. But even though she did not know that, I was holding on to it and I was hurt. But instead of handling it the be- the way the Bible tells us to, I just pushed her away. I pushed her away. I pushed everything about her away. And... Then it hit me again, like a bolt of thunder. God, how many people have I hurt or offended that I have no clue? How many people did I just push away that I walked away from? And so my prayer changed. God, please, if I have hurt or offended anybody, Lord, please bring it to my attention so I can make it right. 
So see, I went from being hurt to needing to God's help in order for me to heal. I needed to make sure that I didn't hurt anybody else. Now, I'm sure that there's times that I have, um, I have hurt somebody and not realized it. I had a lady, I don't know, a couple months ago before COVID come up to me and ask me if I've offended her. And I said, uh-huh. Like I had no clue why she would ask me that. And she says, because you walked past me last Sunday and didn't give me a hug. Now I honestly had no clue that I offended her by walking past her to get and didn't give her a hug. I, if I recall, I had someone coming to church that Sunday and I had seen them and I was trying to get to them. So they didn't stand in the, um, the lobby without someone knowing who they were. I wanted to welcome them. So I had no clue that I had walked past this woman and didn't give her a hug. And so she held on to the fence all week long until she finally asked me. But before she asked me, she told four or five other people about it. And the other people are like, oh, I'm sure Tammy didn't mean that. But you see, I am sure that there's people that we don't have any clue. And if there is, I'm sorry. I truly, truly am. And I am praying to be a better person every day. I am asking God to help me handle situations differently. And as I continue to grow towards him, I want to help you grow. So do you know what happened with that woman? I began to just ask God for other people's eyes to be open to see what I felt that I was seeing in my spirit. And um, I had to chuckle because it took me over two years to get over the situation. And after I started asking God to clean my heart, he removed her. He, it was so funny because it was like, I was like, where's so-and-so? Oh, she left. And I had to think I had to kind of chuckle because I was like, Hmm. Took me over two years to get it right in my heart. And it took God less than a week to take care of it. You know, the Bible tells us that he will take care of our enemies. He doesn't want us to hold on to things like that. He really doesn't. He doesn't want us to fight back. Many times we are to give God, give them, give it to God and allow him to take care of it. Ask for wisdom, how we need to take care of it. So here I am a little bit wiser and I have learned another valuable life lesson at 48 years old. I honestly pray that God will provide for her, protect her, and keep her safe. And I have no problem praying for her. I'm glad she's not in my daily path anymore. But if she was, I probably would smile at her and have absolutely nothing, um, nothing show up in my heart. No red flags in my heart. And I think it's because I truly allow God to heal me and do that whole process. See, God is more concerned about how we respond. Time and time again, through the Bible, it warns us about the importance of forgiving. And it's not for others as much as it is for ourselves. Healing truly cannot happen until forgiveness does. And the Bible warns us what can happen when we choose not to forgive. You know, in Mark 11, 25, um, the Bible says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you for your sins. 
You know, we have to forgive in order for God to forgive us. We have to. And I am telling you, when you start to forgive, forgive others, forgive yourself, then we can, those deep, deep hurts. You know, I had a lady come up to me um, a month or so ago, and I had no idea that she had lost a child um, when the baby was born. The baby had passed away um, I don't know, two or three days after the baby was born of due complications. And, um, you know, this woman had gone on to raise her other children and, um, she didn't realize how much hurt she was still holding on to. And she was telling me that she almost hated when her friends got pregnant and when other people had babies and she was talking about how she didn't didn't want um, that to be like that anymore. So she found true happiness, joy and her healing when she forgave herself. And that's what we need to do. When we forgive, the spirit of peace will come over us. It'll fill our hearts, our minds and our homes. And I wanna leave you with this. Remember, hurt people hurt, and healed people heal. It is our job to help heal. Pray for wisdom, pray for forgiveness, and pray for help to heal. And purposely and wholeheartedly ask God to help those who have healed you, who have hurt you. Let go of the grip. Let go of the grip place it back in God's hands. You know, as we place things back in God's hands, God expects us to leave them with him. He doesn't want us to pick them back up and carry them tomorrow or next week or the week after. If we allow him to pick them up and take them, then he can do much more with our hurts and our pains if we can just trust and believe that he wants better for us. So I want to take this time to pray for for you and um, for all of us just to have a great week and for God to truly come in and truly do some major healing in our hurt hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come to you today boldly because I know that you can heal. Lord, I know that you can reach down to every person who's listens heart right now. And Lord, I know that you're, you can touch them. Lord, I know that because I have experienced your loving arms wrapped around me when I felt like I just could not go on. So Lord, I'm giving you every one of our situations and I'm asking you, Jesus, Lord, to bring, give us wisdom, give us understanding, give us hope, Lord, and help us learn to heal. Lord, let us learn to give this to you. And Lord, I'm asking you to take it, every burden, every, every pain, 
I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to do what you need to do to bring healing to our lives and to our hearts so we can live um, peacefully with you and we can have the most joy and happiness that you have wanted for us. So, Lord, as I give every one of us to you tonight, today, wherever we're at, whatever time it is, and this week, our futures, Lord, I'm asking you as you heal our hearts that you will allow us to help others heal. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for everything. And I ask you to use us for your glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. I really would love to hear from you this week. You can find me on Facebook from Healing From Within, or you can email me at healingfromwithintogether at gmail.com. I want to continue to do life with you together as we heal from within so we can be all that we can be for our Heavenly Father and we can do our part what He's asking us to do. Until next week, I'm praying for you.